Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. It is a gorgeous second day of spring here in Vero Beach, Florida, as uh, those of you who are listening on the air locally know. And those of you on iHeartRadio, I hope it's beautiful wherever you are. And if you're on the podcast, let me know where you're listening from. I see that I have listeners from all over the world, and it's so much fun to uh, to see all those downloads happening on iTunes, on Stitcher, from my website because for me, I love hearing what people around the world are doing differently because culturally and otherwise, there's different things happening around the world. But there is one thing, one thing that unifies all of us all around the world, and that is breathing. If you breathe, you live. But there's all different kinds of breathing, and I, I bet you didn't know that, but um, there are at least 42 different kinds of breaths that you can take, different forms of breathing. And my guest today is going to talk to us about a new book, First Breath, Last Breath. And she's going to teach us all about how to breathe. I mean, (laughs) we're talking breathing for weight loss. We're talking breathing to let go, breathing to bring in, breathing to clear out and let go things One of the things that I've learned over time, uh, for those of you who listen to me on a regular basis, you know that sometimes letting go is more important than bringing in. And doing certain kinds of breathing can actually help you let go. I was doing some of the practices that were in the book the other night, and I realized that in order to breathe in, I had to let go all the old breath stuck inside my body. I never consciously thought about how each time I breathe in, I really truly am letting go stuff inside of me. So today I have Swami Anjani here with us from Kashi, which happens to be across the street from where I live, but I met them in California. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure, right? That's how the universe works. And I, I've had uh, Swami Durga Das on the show. One of my most popular episodes, actually, was what happens when a Swami, a reverend, and a rabbi walk into a radio station. And uh, I had uh, a Swami, a reverend, and a rabbi in, and we talked about faith and the path to faith. So it's so great to have you here. Well, thanks, Laura. I love being here. You know, it's it's so much fun because yesterday when we were texting back and forth, um, I had received an email that was just vile in, mm. in what it said. And I started to take it on to myself. And then you and I were texting and I started letting it go, just texting you because that energy of breath comes through from you every time. So I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. It's it's, it's all about training, I guess, you know. <laughs> and plus where I live. I mean, I live at Kashi. And Kashi is just the most amazingly peaceful place. I mean, it's, we're going into our 41st year. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't realize it was 41 years. Yeah. 41st year this year. And uh, it's an interfaith spiritual community. And our founder, Majaya, is the one who wrote this book, you know, it's a follow-up to the, her first book. Have you read her first the book? The 11 Karmic Spaces, which right. won a national award from the independent publishers in the Body, Mind, Spirit category. And that book was a real user-friendly, simple, non-preachy <laughs> guide to living your life, really, and letting go exactly what you started off with. Letting go of your preconceived notions of who we are, how we're supposed to behave, 
what we should expect or not expect. And it's just a whole lot of, and letting go of stress, my God. So this is a perfect book to follow up with that. And of course, everybody says, Ma passed away in 2012. So how could there be a new book by her? Yeah, and and for my authors out there, this is really important. I want you to listen to this because (laughs) we tend to think that just because something is over, it's over. Right. And, And what... Swami Anjani is about to explain to you is it's not. There are ways of repurposing content to take it to a whole nother level. Yeah. So, Well, Ma, you know, Ma was a master of, of taking ancient teachings from all faiths and distilling them so that those of us in contemporary life could understand and use them. She, was, she had a wonderful concept called Tools for Transformation, which is going to be a whole other book. But we have videos, audios, uh, writings of hers over the past uh, 35 years that she taught. So we, we have a lot of things to, to work from, and we have a publishing committee, not a very exciting name, but that's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they worked with Ma on the first book, uh, just helping to edit, put things together so that it could be in the form of a book. And they've been working on the breath book for some time now. Ma taught us, you're going to pass out, but probably about 200 breaths. 200. Okay, so I said there's 42 That's in this what's book, in the book. there's That's 200 That's what's in the book. Oh, there's at least 200 breaths. I mean, every time, not every time, but so much of the time when she, when she uh, shared her wisdom with people, um, really literally all around the globe, she would do some kind of breath or other. And you figure she taught for 35 years, so there's a lot of breaths. But there were about 200 of them that they looked at and came down to the, I think you said 42 that are in this book, because uh, just for starters. So, and okay. they, yeah, go ahead. So my, my fans all know, my listeners all know that I love sci-fi movies and fantasy movies and things <laughs> like that. So in the movie, The Hulk, mm. um, the original Hulk one, not, not the further ones uh, with Mark Ruffalo, but the original one with Edward Norton, there's a scene where he's trying to control turning into the Hulk. So he starts studying with all these different masters from around the world. And there's a, what I consider a famous scene and you're laughing. So you must know which scene I'm talking about where he's sitting across from this gentleman and they're doing, I'm, I think it's like a fire breath from what I sort of read in the book where the stomach, the core is actually like a living thing and it's, it's moving so deeply in and out and rippling, Correct. but it was a way of letting go all of that, um, that build up that fire inside that was causing him to turn into the Hulk. Is, is that what it's like when you're doing these breaths? That, or was that like an exaggerated well, sequence? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure it's all very individual, and not being able to speak for the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> fire breath is one of the most wonderful breaths that one does in some yoga asanas that we teach at Kalinatha Yoga. It's a it's a cleansing breath. It really it and it is focused on. Just exactly what you said. You let it all out. You pull your stomach all the way in, and then you bring it all. I'm yeah, all the way in. And then when you take in the air, the stomach goes all the way out. But it's very rapid. It sounds like this. Should I do it? Yeah, go ahead. Sounds like this. (laughs) Now what you're hearing is mostly the out breath because it's noisy. But in between, I'm getting air in. I could do that for a long time. And the longer you do it, really, the more. What's the right word? Kind of the more. 
spiritual, <laughs> I guess. Is it spiritual no, just, because you're, like, just, feeling, like... You feel very calm. You feel okay. very uh, connected, really. It, it provides an incredible connection to your, your inner self, which is really the same thing as everything else that's out there. And to us, it's divine. Is it is it because you're so focused on just the breath to the exclusion of all other things that you get that connectiveness? Well, that's what leads to it, yeah. It's that focus that enables you to stick with it. And the focus, of anytime you do anything that's one-pointed, you're going to do the best at it, right? So yeah, it's that plus the phys- physiology of old breath going out, new breath coming in at a very rapid rate. So you put those two things together and you get a really amazing result in how you feel. Really, it helps if you, if you can even start your day with that. It's energizing. It's good for clarity. So... Anything that's good for clarity, I'm on board with. <laughs> Boy, and me both. Um, now, pregnant women are trained in the Lama's method. Yeah. And there's that who, he, who, he, you know, oh, that that's breathing. That's what Oh. And, you know, I've never been pregnant, but I've seen so many movies, mm-hmm. and, and they all talk about that breathing. So is that based on yogic principles of that breathing to try to help release pain you know it sounds like the same kind of thing you know, you know who knows where that who where they got their idea from but it sounds like the same kind of function of of uh, rapid breathing so what is it about breath mm. that is so hard for people to consciously do you know i think we're spoiled because we take breath for granted you know, we breathe. Everybody breathes. It's the one thing we all do, like you said earlier. We all breathe. So you don't think about it, just like most people don't think about their heartbeat because it's there. We don't think about breathing. That's why sometimes it's hard for people to say, focus on my breath. Why would I focus on my breath? But once you do, it's just amazing. It's like the thing about yoga. You know, you always hear about asanas and physical poses and that sort of so thing. So an asana, uh, asana is a asana. physical pose, yeah. like downward dog. Or All whatever. that. Okay. Yeah. The asana is kind of like the complete sequence, and the poses are make up that sequence. Okay. So the downward dog like, and all of those are parts parts of asanas. So everybody knows about asanas, but most people don't, don't uh, know about pranayama, which is the other word for breath practice, focused breath practice. Pranayama. Pranayama. Prana being the breath as it's not just uh, the unconscious breath that we do, prana being conscious breath, prana being almost like spiritually infused breath because of your focus. Right, you made it a divine practice instead of just the average thing that we do every day. So, uh, anyway, Ma fills the gap of this whole uh, awareness of, of life changing breath practices because most people don't think about it. All right, I like that idea. That concept of taking something that you take for granted because we know that breathing is something we need to do for life. Right, and when you stop breathing, all sorts of things. <laughs> that are not very good, start to happen. But how do you begin learning to consciously breathe in a way that moves you forward at the same time letting go? And when we come back with Swama Anjani, uh, we're going to be talking more about your first breath, your last breath, and all the breaths in between. So during the break, take a breath, everyone. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. 
Well, I was breathing during the break. Were you breathing during the break? <laughs> I was breathing a lot. Um, so for me, one of the things about breath work is how do you think about um, the actual state of being? During breath work, how do you think about the actual state of being? Well, I would say I would say you kind of get to the point where you don't think. There's no thinking at all when you're doing this. The whole point is to let the mind go, which is what, when you say let things go, the mind is the thing that's really got to get out of the way. And I'm not talking about the mind that we need every day to do what we do. I'm talking about the mind that keeps chattering thoughts at us when we wish to do something else. We don't want to think about, oh my God, i got to stop this now because I have to go to work and I have to do this and I better write that. Oh yeah, tomorrow I have to, and you know, a million thoughts come in your head about what you have to do because that's what we are in the West. We do instead of just learn to be. And the whole idea of, of concentrating on breath is having faith in our ability to be without being known for what we do all the time. Of course we do. Doing is great, but being is... The, the foundation of it. If we don't have that sense of ourself in our own sense of being, our doing is going to be about something other than what we really want to do. So I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> being and doing, I feel like Frank Sinatra, what was it, Dean Martin, doobie doobie doo. <laughs> I think it was a Sinatra. It was a Sinatra. Sinatra. Yeah, doobie doobie doo. You know, I mean, but it's like that. So your, your goal is not to think. It's to feel. So doing the breath work, yeah, I just use the word doing. So focusing on the breath work is not about not doing. It's about focusing for a few moments on breath to, because it oxygenates the body. Yep. It brings, it sharpens the brain, breathing. Um, let's go pain and tension. So then when you're done, you can actually do more. Exactly, exactly. It's rejuvenating. And we don't think like that because we breathe all the time, like I said before. We don't, it doesn't, it doesn't occur to us to focus on the breath. Give ourselves like five or ten minutes in the morning when we get up and just concentrate on the breath. And then you'd be surprised if you made it that a practice every day, every time at lunch and every night. You'd be amazed at the difference in your level of energy. I know that I shallow breathe a lot because I can feel it. And then when I go to take a full breath, it seems to get stuck. Mm. You know, like, and I'm, I'm using my hands pointing as if everybody on the radio Y'all can can't see it. her out there. She's pointing at her tummy and yeah, at her chest. Yeah, and, like at the top of the stomach, below the breast line. Right here, third chakra, yeah. So yeah. what is it that makes it so hard for us, for so many of us? And this is not everybody, because I have a lot of listeners that do a lot of this work. Sure. Um, to get it past that point, to feel like it's actually getting through, almost like there's a cap there, and I can't get the breath to go through it on my own. Well, I would I would suggest doing a lot of, of meditating and focusing on that chakra. If you what you do is you want to instead of uh, doing an, a different breath, if it's right there, I would pretend like there's a nose. A <laughs> right? nose, okay. Pretend there's right. a nose right there by that chakra, and. Literally close your eyes and sit and try to focus and feel breath coming in and out of that spot. And if you fo- concentrate on that spot, then breath coming in, going out, and don't think about anything else, 
and just try to feel that. Oh, my God, I just felt that. <laughs> it works. You I know, literally is, just felt the breath exactly go past there. And you can bring it up. You can bring it then up to your spiritual heart, which is located just to the left of your physical heart. Bring it up to that chakra, pretend there's a nose there, and continue to breathe. And if you keep doing that, she's doing it, folks. I'm doing it because Swami's taking us through it. So I'm just picturing a nose. Picture a nose. So let's go back down to the third one for a minute, back down to the stomach, because you just sort of began to release it. Picture visualize visualizations are great if you can do okay, that and my listeners if you're in your car please oh, do pull not over the, be doing this <laughs> pull over to the side of the road <laughs> so okay so we're in the sh- third chakra so what you want to do is visualize everything dispersing tension stress anything in your life that causes you pain just visualize that energetic knot dispersing into little particles. And then, we're going to shorten it up because I know it's really hard to have dead air when you're doing a radio (laughs) show, but you do that and then actually feel that sliding up to your heart. You can, I'm pulling this, all this stuff up to my heart chakra. All right, so I pull it in there and the heart is a wonderful, wonderful place to live from. The heart can can solve any of your problems by living in that space. So here we have all this dissipated stuff. And you have a few things you can do, most of which would probably take more time than we have. But one thing you can do is picture that stuff going out of the heart, saying the heart is going to, okay, I'm going to let this go out. And then the nose is right there by the heart, and out through that nose goes all of this stuff. Okay, and I don't know about anybody else, but um, I have tears in my eyes because all sorts of stuff came up wow, while nice. the third chakra, the stomach area. Third chakra is what, for those of my listeners who are not familiar with the chakra system, what's focused in that third? Well, you know, it's a power chakra. So a lot of people who are stuck in the third chakra, and I don't mean in the same way energetically like you're talking about, but a lot of people who live from the third chakra uh, abuse power. Uh, so that's a very powerful place, and it's a place where we get anxiety, where the anxiety tightens up. It's a place for us normal folks who walk around working. It's our reactive point. Like something happens, um, you see something intense, and all of a sudden it goes right there. You know, that fight or flight thing, right. that's where you feel it right there. That's why it's, if you can concentrate and release the tension from that chakra, it makes all the difference in the world to your life. I felt like my, as soon as I visualized the nose... Yeah. breathing in through the nose and then you you talked us through that i felt my stomach relax my shoulders go down and i started feeling a buzzing mm. inside my body and then the tears came up it was like a freeing yeah. of of all this caught up tension and then when it released my body just my my like a little girl inside of me was like thank you yeah that's what I felt like just doing that little few moments that we just did. And now you got me with little tears in the corners of my eyes because that's exactly the way Ma taught us and that's exactly what we need to do for each other is remind each other that 
we can help each other with things like with tools like this breath book you know with so many different tools is it, is there a name for that breathing that we just did um it's it's a it's a chakra it's a basic chakra breath you can go in the book and and try to find that that's in the beginning um yeah and i might have made it up in the moment i don't know <laughs> But that's the beauty of But I do work. that for myself. I mean, okay. I, that's what I do for myself because I, I'm sort of uh, wired and I, I do a lot of different things and I'm busy moving around here and there. And when I feel myself getting really tight, it's it's painful and I, I don't like it. And it, it anxiety is not fun. And that's what I do for myself. Well, and I didn't realize how much I was in that space consciously until you said put a nose there when I said I feel it stuck there. And then all of a sudden I realized ever since my accident, um, the two falls I had in November and even before then, I've been stuck there. Mm-hmm. And that release, which took a, a minute, really. Just a few seconds, really. Really, yeah. I started feeling it. Um, and we didn't take it through the entire way um, yeah. here. And I know that you're you're talking about creating some videos to walk people through a lot of these breaths and things. Um, but wow, it, everybody who's listening to this on the podcast, we're going to go into the news break right now for you. You can just keep going, but um, stop, listen, just go through that one chakra with the nose that Swami Anjani just talked about. And when we come back from the news break, we're going to be talking about some other kinds of breaths, first breath, last breath by Mayaya. I know I always say that wrong. <laughs> that's, a, that's what the Spanish folks say. Majaya. <laughs> <Okay>. Majaya. <laughs> um, we are here with Swami Anjani, and we are talking about breathing for life, breathing to let go, breathing of all different kinds. We'll be right back. You know, Swami, um, the commercial that was just on as we were coming, and we're both laughing because, you know, it, it's so true. So the commercial, for those of you listening to this in the recording, which I cut the commercials out on, was for John Oliver Plumbing. And our first reaction for both Swami Anjani and I was, Breathing is your internal plumber. It's really unclogging whatever is going on inside your body using breath because it opens up that connection to however you interpret the divine in exactly. in your life. Yeah. And for me, before the, the news break, when you guided us through that, just an example of a chakra breathing with the nose, I love that visual, I literally felt like... I was unclogged. My body is still tingling from the energy that's now going through it and how much easier it is to get the breath past the top of my stomach. Yeah. And and because your body still feels it, and that's the beauty, one of the beautiful things about this, and that's why the breaths for addiction work so well because you you find that you you may not need any other kind of stimulant or something Mm -hmm. or depressant to help you deal with life. So there are breaths for addictions. Now, in this book, I'm just looking at the um, table of contents. I love table of contents. I think they're so cool. I love indexes, too, but I'm a, I'm a book geek. There's breaths for aging beautifully, for being still, for forgiveness, for ending procrastination. Mm-hmm. I, I think I might need to start with that to end my procrastination about breathing. That's a good one. <laughs> there, conquering addictions, as you said. Breath to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And you said in the book, it says here that Ma learned that breath at a Jack Lane studio in Brooklyn. Absolutely. I think it was somewhere around, and I'm going to get the date wrong probably, but somewhere around 1972, 73, or somewhere in there. Um, Ma, who was never 
shy about anything. She felt that everything, if you're a spiritual teacher, you should be an open book and relate your life as it is and as it was. So at one point she'd gotten very heavy. She weighed 275 pounds at this point in time. And she wanted to, she wanted to lose some of that. Um, so a bunch of her Italian friends in Brooklyn were going to Jack LaLanne. And they were taking a yoga class there, and there was apparently a breath to lose weight. So Ma goes, and um, she goes to the class, and she always says, eh, and, the, and the teacher was a size two. And she, <laughs> <laughs> always. Right? And so she goes in, and Ma was, you know, I want the breath to lose weight. I want the breath to lose weight. So the breath was given to her uh, after she insisted, <laughs> of course. <laughs> In fact, interestingly enough, one of uh, one of uh, Ma's students at Kashi, who is still there, was in that yoga class. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> From Brooklyn. So, anyway, long story short, this is actually how Ma got into everything that happened in the rest of her life. She took the breath. She went home and sat and kept doing it and did it for hours. Focused breath for hours. And at that point was when the Christ appeared to her. From that breath, there was a connection with that divinity. And he told her to teach all, of course, the first thing she says was, you've got the wrong house, I'm Jewish. And he's <laughs> like, what do you think I am? Brighton <laughs> right? Beach, so, right? She was from Brighton Beach. Coney Island. So um, so anyway, from that point on, he said, he said, teach all ways for all ways are mine. And she just loved him. And that was when Jesus Christ Superstar was out. And that oh, beautiful that song, yeah. I Don't Know How to Love Him. And that's all she kept hearing in her head was, hum- and she had so much love for him. And he was such divine love that that's kind of was the tipping point in her life. She became really aware of the responsibility of teaching unconditional love, living a life full of unconditional love, which I think she always had done. And, uh, you know, those of us who wound up becoming her students, coming to learn from that wisdom, we just sort of appeared. It wasn't like there was a word that went out that says, there's this woman who's teaching now, you know, just we just all gravitated there somehow. And that was a long time ago. I met her in 1975. When you came back from the Peace Corps? Yes, I came back from the Peace Corps in 1969, and uh, I taught a little high school English, Went, I moved to New York City. I was working for Peace Corps there with campus recruiting and did a lot of odd jobs and things. And and, uh, and then the phone company was hiring women, and I decided to do that because I like to work with my hands. So I was an installer repairwoman, and I discovered a murder at that point. There was a young woman who had been killed in her apartment. And I started I started praying and realized that I didn't really have a connection to God because with all the travels I had done in the Philippines, Middle East, uh, Southeast Asia, um I saw so much poverty and devastation. Even this was in 1969 on my way home that I think my little heart was in pain and not understanding where the, where God could be. So I was actually searching for a connection to divinity. And when I met Ma, that's how I said, you know, this is a person who can help show me my own divine self within and get that connection to God. And that's exactly what the journey has been like. Yeah, it's interesting because when I think of somebody involved with the Peace Corps, and I mean, and your background is pretty impressive, and um, I don't, I'm not going to go into it in depth because it'll be up on my website with the blog post for this with your background. I never would have gotten somebody in the Peace Corps not having some sort of faith connection mm-hmm. because to do that kind of work requires a great yeah. deal of faith outside of yourself. So to hear that yeah. is 
very eye-opening for me. Well, I went into it with faith. You know, I, when I went there, I had, I thought I had a, a, a feeling that I was meant to do something good and that that was a divine, you know, process. I think, you know, I was very young. I was only 21. And I think when I uh, saw all of this, per, you know, perceiving to me injustice and, you know, I, I didn't know about karma. I didn't understand about uh, the choice that human beings make, man's inhumanity to man. I didn't, I didn't understand that in relation to divinity. So I think I blamed the divine <laughs> instead of sure, looking at so. what was really happening, you know. But, but I was grateful that I came out of that and wanting to actually, okay, I need to connect with something here. I need to find my way because um, I couldn't relate to my Catholic roots because they were insisting that that was the only true church, and I didn't believe that. So I had to find my own, my own path, and I found it, thank God, with my guru's help. What amazes me about Kashi is every time I go there and, and hang out with all of you, Durga Das, Krishna Bhai, Madagiri, every, you know, I just haven't gotten to know so many of you over the years. There is an acceptance and peace from everyone there to accept you wherever you're at. You know, it doesn't matter wherever you're at. It's just, what can we do to help? And you have the market, which has the best cinnamon rolls oh, in god. the world. I know, my god. The next one is April 9th, everybody. Get ready. <laughs> okay, April 9th to go to the market. It's on Sundays here in Vero, in, in Sebastian. It's at Kashi. At, at Kashi on Rosalind Road, and it's from, what, 9 to 2? You got it. 9 to 2? Okay. Um, it's it's just such a wonderful market, and there's so many different things, and you can get an amazing buffet meal <laughs> from uh, at, at Kashi as well. The food's just excellent. Uh, Krishna Bai brought Mom and I some food the other day from the last oh, market because nice. we couldn't get there, so she brought us these plates. Pretty good, huh? Oh. <laughs> vegetarian, and people say, oh, I don't want to eat vegetarian. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's when so it's good. by you guys, it's, it's so really good. amazing. But for me, when I walk onto the property... It feels like the whole property is a breath. Boy, that's well said. That is well said. So it sounds like this book, First Breath, Last Breath, and and for those of you who are local, if you go to the Vero Beach Book Center tonight at 6 p.m., they're going to be doing a book launch for First Breath, Last Breath. Obviously, Ma will not be there to sign it because she's up in another realm at this point in time. But... um, the folks from Kashi are going to be leading people through several of the different breaths that are in the book. So if for no other reason than to give yourself some time for yourself, highly recommend going to the Vero Beach Book Center tonight at 6 um, to learn some different breathing that you can do and grabbing a copy of this book. If you're around the world, you can get the book anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all those different places, and take yourself through that. Um, and Kashi.org is the website as well. We're going to talk some more about that. But... So the property is a breath, but what is it about breath mm. that for you is something that you pause to do every day, consciously? It's a connection. I mean, to me, it's the simplest of all connections that exist. Um, you, can bre- you can breathe to take yourself in a meditative state, or you can breathe for these practical things that we just mentioned before, assistance with you know, weight loss and all that. So for me, it I like the taking into the meditative state because that's where I can refuel and replenish myself. 
That's the connection. You know, uh, I've heard several people say, and Ma always said, that um, prayer is talking, speaking to God, and meditation is listening to God. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So when you t- do breaths to take you into that calm meditative state, when your mind is dead, your mind is like shut off as much as you can shut it off, or you ignore it by saying it's just a thought and let it go, that is that what you feel, that tingling, what you feel in your body, that's that's divine. I still feel about 10 notches calmer than I did just from the moment of breathing that we did before the news break. My my shoulders are still way down, and internally I feel softer. But I never realized how much tension I was holding. Yeah, we don't think about it because we're used to it. We walk around every day like that. All right, so going into our last commercial break, what is a breath that somebody can be doing during the commercial to help them release that tension? Is that the Ganesh breath? Well, I would I would always start with a, the Ganesh breath because in, in Hinduism, Ganesh is the remover of obstacles. He's like the one who starts all the, the prayers. Okay. So he's associated with the first chakra and a new beginning. So this is a good way to start. Um, you're so, intentionally releasing old thoughts and emotions. Okay, so the Ganesh breath is all about sort of putting the nose down at the between your legs. <laughs> right? Well, well, he's he's that not quite exactly, but yes, he is the he is associated with the first chakra. But the breath has to be in the heart because uh, this gets rid of feelings of unworthiness and. It allows something new to happen. So you're going to sit there and you're going to place your awareness on your breath coming in and going out. You just kind of relax and breathe normally. Okay, so we're going to, we have to go into commercial break, but everybody, I'd like you during this break to picture that nose on your heart and breathe in and breathe out through that nose. And when we come back, we'll talk more about how breathing can change your life. Just keep doing it. I'm back, everyone. We are here talking about first breath, last breath with Swami Anjani. Um, and of course, during the commercial <laughs> break, we were we were talking about breath. We were talking about all sorts of different conversations. I really have to figure out a way so you guys can all hear those conversations. Although they're my little joy that I get to bring back into the show after the the break. So we were talking about Ganesh breath beforehand about how it's it's about breaking through obstacles. Um, and talk a little bit more about how breath helps you break through obstacles. Well, so like with the Ganesh breath, it's so good to experience it because it, the idea is, <clears throat> excuse me, the only reason obstacles are there is because we're not letting go of something, right? right? Or we're not able to consume something that's put in front of us because we don't see it for what it is, which is just another energetic thing, whatever it is, that we have to consume and deal with. So, so uh, Laura left you breathing in and out of the nose in your heart. <laughs> Which is good. The focus settles in your heart. And every and, and when you practice this after we get off the air, uh, or if you're pulled aside in your car, with every out-breath, picture and visualize an obstacle leaving you. And every in-breath, try to see a new way of doing things with like awareness and vitality. So if you can continue to do that, you'll see various problems and limitations arise, and then you can watch them leave. 
so th- that's one thing to do and then you can take you know expand that breath get the book and do the rest of it but, <laughs> but that is a really good way to focus on it and breath is a tool because it's in our body and all of those other things that are bothering us are in the body so let the breath be the be the vehicle let, let the breath be the vehicle for getting that stuff out of our lives because we don't need it I, I like that analogy that breath is a tool and it's it's the vehicle because that's sort of how I felt when we put the nose mm-hmm. on the third chakra and I was breathing in through it and then all of a sudden it just released and I could feel it moving so it was like on that vehicle moving and we moved it up to the the sec the heart center and then I released it out and the moment I said okay you know and I didn't even really know what I was releasing I just said okay whatever that is we're is we're not going to hold into the body anymore so let it come out on that breath and I was like oh I didn't need to know what it was I just needed to be aware that there was something that needed to be let go yeah so much so many times that we want to know what it is that's the mind okay so you know, sometimes it helps if we can name it, sometimes, if it's right there. But if you have to search for what it is, then it's too much mind stuff. And it's better to just, and in my opinion, better to just focus on that energetic feeling. And lots of times, if you let something go, you'll know what it was that left. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You may not know it in the moment, but, you know, I just feel this really tight stuff, and I don't like it, and I want it out of here, and like that. So, so there's a, a breath exercise in the book about releasing tensions where you you sort of scan the body and feel where something's tight or you're in pain and then you use that breath exercise to release whatever that is yeah and how does i want to say how does that work but it it i don't know if that's really the right question you know this is all the right questions what are you talking about but you know i'm (laughs) not sure that's the right question to ask for sure enlighten us on on that one well you know, it, this is all divine. We're here because of God. We are divine beings ourselves as reflections of our Creator. So um, that God essence, that God energy in the universe, it wants us to be happy. So if we, But we have to go through the work and make the effort and deal with the things that happen to us in everyday life. So the breath was the one thing we've been given to help us take care of ourselves. It can help us release illness. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that people who have concentrated on their breath since they were young people have have uh, bypassed a lot of things that may have happened to them by continuing to focus and keep that connection going. Just picture it as a as a a, a, a funnel, a tunnel, all the way up to all the way to divinity. If you picture the universe as a whole, and if you picture the God and the the Guru and the Divine One in your own heart that you live from. Picture that being taking everything from you. So that's how I think it works. When I was getting my Reiki certification, I'm a Reiki master. I don't know if you knew that. Nice. Um, one of the first things that my teacher taught me was on each breath in, breathe in light. Each breath out, breathe out dark. Sort of like the Ganesh breath with the breathing out yep. of the obstacle and breathing, you know, thinking as you're breathing in, what are new ways of thinking? It was like breathe in light, breathe out dark. And it, it was a very simplistic form of some of the ones that you're doing, but it sounds like it's the same. Same thing. It totally works. It totally works. I mean, this is this book is for you know people who are seekers or people who just want to feel better. <laughs> <You> <laughs> or know, lose weight or stop procrastinating. <laughs> 
clear through some addictions. But that's this, this one of the simplest and most effective breaths you can ever do. The whole point is, can you quiet your mind enough to concentrate? And if you can do that, just breathing in light, breathing out darkness, if you, that works great. You know, you're a Reiki master. You know that. I love Reiki. I've had had it done on me a lot, and it's wonderful. It's a but it's participatory. I have to be a willing participant for you to practice Reiki on me. I have to want to let go of my stuff. I have to want to, you know, change energetically in order to do that. Right. So this is kind of just us participating with the universe in us becoming happy people who can do the necessary work here. What are we here for? We're here to help other people. Can't do that unless we. Have ourselves together. So breathing is something you can do anywhere. anywhere. Even if you're at a traffic light, don't don't necessarily do some of this breathing while you're actually driving the car. But while you're at a traffic light, you can just focus on like three breaths. Yep, sure. Of just breathing in light, breathing out dark. Just picturing on the stomach, the nose, and just breathe in three times through the nose. Yep. And breathing, breathing in the heart a lot, in and out of the heart, Petrina knows there, helps us to live in that heart space. And then you can react to things from a place of love instead of a place of fear or anger or all those other emotions. Which is a good thing when you're on the road. It's because... a good thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so prone to... <laughs> no road rage if oh you have my... the nose on your heart. <laughs> Gosh, I know. That's why it's helpful to take a breath at a traffic light, yes. All right. So how do people get in touch with you if they have questions about breathing and about Kashi. Well, Kashi, you go to Kashi, www.kashi.org. That's our website. K-A-S-H-I. dot org slash first dash breath dash last breath. Okay, breath, just go breath, to Kashi.org and I know there's a link on the main yeah. page to go to the book, First Breath, Last Breath. Yeah. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, I'm just Swami Anjani at Kashi.org. Okay. All small letters. Swami Anjani at Kashi.org. And <clears throat> I will put all that up on the website in case people don't know how to spell things. Um, but tonight is the Vero Beach Book Center, 6 p.m. for the book launch. If you are here local, I highly recommend you get there because they're going to be taking you through some of the breaths and give you a great chance to um, try some of the different breaths that are out there. I think this book is important because gives you some very simple things to do. And when I say simple, it's only as simple as you're willing to allow it. That's right. Because I know how difficult it can be to take that moment to breathe. So what's your piece of advice for people who are going, I know I need to breathe, but I I just can't. I can't. What would you say to them? Well, (laughs) interesting. I think I would say to just... Try to focus on your purpose in life. Think, give yourself a moment to think about what you're doing here on the earth. Why did God put you here? And that, focus on your responsibility and say, okay, part of my responsibility is I've got to spend five minutes for myself. I'm going to spend 15 hours at work or whatever. i got to spend five minutes for myself, morning, noon, and night. And, you know, once you try it, I mean, like you just did that, now you're going to do that again because it felt good. Get yourself to do it once and then see what it feels like and you'll do it again. All right, everybody, just breathe once. Take 30 (laughs) seconds, take three seconds and take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and breathe in the light and breathe out the dark. 
And most of all, remember the right questions truly can change your life. So what are you asking yourself today? Have a great day, everyone. And remember, keep on breathing. Thanks for being on the show today, Swami. Thanks, Laura. I love you. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. 